Hello. I decided to start this this particular uh, recording without Richie because we're not with each other today and I feel that there's something very current um, in people I'm talking to, in women I've been talking to particularly about attachment. Um, if you're not clued in or you're aware of what attachment theory is, it's basically that we have we we have one predominant attachment style. There are four. Secure is the one where where it's it's the most healthiest attachment style. We're able to relate to others and to give and receive in an equal way. Anxious is where we feel like our needs won't get met and we can try and um try and cling closer to certain people certain because we don't trust that our needs are going to be met it can look come across as um quote unquote needy um and it can be extremely it can really just feel anxious when we're dating or in relationships we also with anxious anxiously attached can often not ask for their needs to get met, put other people's needs before their own, simply because their core wound would be abandonment. And their belief system is that I can't get my needs met. The other one is avoidant attachment. Avoidant attachment is not wanting to the level of intimacy that is we would consider interpersonal relationships that we consider healthy feeling that you want to avoid emotions um, avoidance can be um, when things get intimate in relationships that's when uh, the avoidant will pull away um, avoidance can be really harmful for the other attachment groups because it's actually at the point where things get good or where things um, get close that the avoidant can pull away. But the avoidant attachment style usually has different signs. Um, even in early dating, you know, having a date and not following up for ages, um, sending mixed signals. Um, and the other final one is it's called there's a few names for it it's called fearful avoidant or ambiguous um, ambiguous um, yes so that's actually a little bit of a mixture of the anxious and avoidant so what it depends on the person who's in front of them basically so they might get anxious with anxious with um, one particular type of uh, attachment such as um, somebody who's dismissive avoidant and then they might actually get avoidant with a partner that is very anxious and um, looks like you know comes across as in needy so it's really good to know your style so that you can understand yourself better. And one of the things I'm really seeing is a lot of people not understanding um, when they are partnering up with um, somebody with avoidant. And that's the one I'm going to talk about today. So avoidant attachment is 
they don't necessarily want the same type of intimacy that people would not who don't have avoidant attachment want they feel like they're always keeping their partner at bay they often feel or they do maybe just about enough just about enough to keep the partner attached the also the unhealed avoidant will if they're very very sensitive to criticism but and if their partner tries to figure something out with them or resolve something like for instance I'd love to hear from you a little bit more during the week or I feel a bit disconnected from you do you think it would be okay if me and you checked in with each other a little bit more the avoidant who's unhealed and who's someone you just absolutely cannot work with is the person that absolutely shuts you down with that and uh, says they're fine and that it's you and your needs that are the problem now the funny thing about it is is that avoidance will actually go with their opposite which is the anxiously attached and if you have an anxiously attached attachment system you will be um you know it feels quite an insecure attachment in terms of relationships uh you worry a lot about uh, it being abandoned or being left and um you can kind of be be uh, worried that things are going to end or that you've upset the other person some of the a lot of these are actually projections they're not real but the issue with that is that you're often attracted to the absolute opposite of you which is the avoidant partner and the avoidant partner will not help you soothe the appointment the avoidant partner will not help you heal if they're on heal they will do they will do the absolute opposite so on healed avoidant avoidance will make normal needs within a relationship for them are considered needy so they consider that everybody should be extremely independent they have high levels of independence but to and they really value that in general because that kept them safe before an avoidant attachment usually is born from some kind of neglect um or just emotional neglect it might even even be something that they're conscious of it might not have been an obvious trauma but just they could not feel they had no parent to soothe their emotions um so in they would perceive emotions in many ways as weak or something to push away and they would not expect or understand that sometimes um what's needed is actually to comfort and soothe their partner so i'm going to be honest and say from what i see and yes you know we can all say that it can work with anybody who it can work with anybody who decides that they want to heal or they want to work at something but in general the avoidance when avoidance partner up with the anxious it's an absolute match made in hell absolute match made in hell because the anxious can never um 
be suited and they need a little bit of soothing. They also need somebody to have boundaries with them um, and to tell them to, you know, in a way that the anxious can sometimes make other people responsible for their needs and, and think that it's all outside themselves. This is unhealed is what I'm talking about when it's unaware. Um, but the avoidant will actually make the anxious even feel the avoidant basically confirms to the anxiously attached that um, my needs will not get met because they absolutely will not get met they will not get met and um, but even with a secure I've seen this I've seen this so many times so the secure like gold dust in the attachment world and in, in relationship world secure are the type, type of people who are the type of type of attachment style that can they can help to soothe their partner um but they can also step away to a degree they uh, they're comfortable getting their needs met by other people they're comfortable with a little bit of distance but they they are really good at interpersonal relationships so they understand that it's about you know taking care of yourself being the personal part but also about being able to meet in the middle um they don't assign too much meaning to other people's behavior um they don't jump to conclusions too easily they're kind of in some ways not that they don't have their own personality quirks but they're pretty um easygoing you you know they're um they won't waste too much time either on people who are um, absolutely not going to meet their needs. You know, they're, they won't make waste too much time. But one of the things that I have seen is that often a secure can end up dating an avoidant. And when a secure dates an, avoid, uh, an avoidant for long enough, sometimes it can actually start because... Um, it can start in any way in a, a kind of fun way or an easygoing way and, and, and it's light and fun and because secure isn't um, attached too much to an outcome in certain ways they will be easygoing at the start and of course they'll exp- you know be cool with their partner taking space and stuff so they mightn't really read it that somebody has an avoidant attachment style what will happen with is what can happen often with secure is that they stay in it um thinking that this this is just the way someone is at the start you know they might they uh, the the avoidant attachment might be um a little bit distant but you know they just put it down to yeah that's okay you know early dating and what can often happen is be the secure's secures easygoingness about um stuff about relationships um can end them up kind of um making allowances for the avoidantly attached that later on they start to see that as closeness as they get closer and as the secure feels secure in the relationship the anxiously attached actually start to check out and or, uh, sorry, the avoidantly attached start to ch- check out. And the because the avoidantly attached won't necessarily communicate that, the, uh, and the secure can often think that, oh, you know, if, if there's any issues, you know, that 
they might respond in the way that I do that they bring things to the ta- to the table but no anxiously or avoidant attached partners um who are unaware will not bring anything to the table they'll have left their relationship and pulled away when things got close or when somebody's has needs and it's often been said whether um regardless of what attachment style you are um when dating and avoidant is that often avoidance leave when the other persons need them the most which is really sad which is really really sad because especially for i think um one somebody who ne- is trying to heal their attachment trauma uh, or else for uh, somebody who is secure because secure people are gold dust um because they help they can help any attachment to heal and feel at ease if the other person will take it um and what ha- can end up happening is an avoidant partner can end up making a a secure partner secure to begin with anxious so like you know we can our parents your parents could have done really good work you know in the sense of attachment you know as you were a kid you got enough you got enough needs met to make you secure you could fast forward to a certain amount of years you're happy out and you end up dating somebody with an avoidant attachment they communicate to you in obvious or non-obvious ways that having needs from me is um is is not okay and you're too needy and when somebody who's secure experiences that they can actually um be really wounded by that and there's a break in their attachment which can lead to them developing an anxious attachment so i really think that who you date is so important to your mental health oh it's so important it's 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 unbelievable what i see a lot of the time as well i see such amazing and i'm going to think talk about it in in women and men because you know that's that's the experience i see but such amazing women dating men who will never meet their needs and who's they're they're meeting the needs of this partner um but this other person will not meet theirs and the attraction can be huge the chemistry can be so intense so it can feel like you've met your soulmate you met the one you met the right one and the wanting for things to change the wanting for them to just come closer um and uh, in many cases the when when there's rupture in the relationship all relationships um have need need um rupture and repair and when there's rupture with a dismissive avoidant often what happens is the rupture is left and there's no repair and that creates huge anxiety regardless of who you are regardless of what attachment style you are except for dismissive avoidant because dismissive avoidant run away from um intimacy so they run away from um intimate emotions emotion emotions um they run away from conflict um and when there's a break within any kind of relationship a conflict something the only way to really feel safe within that relationship or safe with your partner is to have a place where there can be repair 
um, even in terms of me as a parent with my children if I'm snappy at my kids some morning um, it's really important for me to come back to it and say kiddo I'm so sorry I snapped at you there I was you know I was just a little bit overwhelmed with something um, let me give you a cuddle and that's the repair and we have a cuddle and we're pretty much closer because of it we, we distrust and the breach anytime there's ever a breach of trust um, we need repair so that repair often doesn't come and it definitely doesn't come with a, de- a dismissive avoidant who is who is unaware unhealed and for most people I think that if you see the signs early signs of dismissive avoidant I think run <laughs> I'm laughing now because some people will say, oh, maybe you could work with it. Oh, no, no, run, 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 run for your life because you will feel huge attraction to them, Um, but your needs won't get met. And um, the, the early signs can kind of like ghosting, you know, never take back somebody who ghosted you ever. That's that would be a complete rule. Um, ghosting, like not giving any um, valid uh, reason for a disappearing act. That would be somebody who's very likely dismissive avoidant. A lot of people see these on, on dating sites. You'll come across it. It's nothing to do with the woman. And the woman, women will often feel um, like their their senses, you know, self-esteem will be affected by these experiences, especially in online dating. And take can often take it personal and the reality is actually it's just this is what's out there there's a lot of them there's a lot of people who are you know dismissive avoidant and they keep being circulated back into the dating um the dating (laughs) the dating world because relationships don't last with them um, so they keep getting circulated back in. And if you're online dating, you're going to meet a, a majority, a majority of dismissive avoidance. And if you're not aware of attachment style, you start to think it's it's you. Another thing that can happen as well is you have a really good date with somebody and you are sure at the end of that date that, you know, they're going to follow up and then you get nothing and you kind of question yourself did I read that wrong um and oftentimes it you might get a call back a week later or something along these lines and if you're not careful and you watch that behavior you can just you can fall into a little bit of oh well thank god he called me um that actually literally did happen to me a couple of years ago when had a great date with this guy really really thought it went well and um literally um a week later he called me a week a week <laughs> um but i would be very strong in that if you don't have gentleman manners I, like I, that's your your no no i'm i'm completely like uninterested you know um and even if i had the attraction to someone now now that i understand attachment and i understand the benefits of somebody with a secure attachment or somebody who's working on their whatever attachment it is is so detrimental to your life and it's 
um, so important for your life and and how you feel and and if you have children you know the way you feel because when your attachment um, is triggered and your sense of safety in relationships is is triggered it's really really hard to feel secure and it's really hard to it's your whole nervous system having been deactivated um so yeah so run if you see them i don't care how sexy he is (laughs) or she is or i don't care run um and one uh, actually somebody said as well how do you spot a dismissive avoidant and one of the ways is to is act like you have needs (laughs) i think that's so funny because it's true you know, if you have needs, you know, um, a, a secure person, somebody who, who doesn't have that level of attachment trauma, like avoidant attachment trauma, um, they will find that a normal thing because it is a normal thing and healthy healthy attachments understand that. Um, and also, um, one of the things in dating that has really destroyed uh, women's sense of self and confidence is... Um, these books that say act the cool girl basically um they don't say that they're like oh you're a woman of high self-esteem and you're a woman of high value um do not chase after that man blah 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 that is great for dismissive avoidance because um you're pretending to be you know someone you're not and you're playing these games just so they like you and you're playing the cool girl just so that that person will grow an attachment to you and when you think about that realistically how uncool is that really you know you're playing the cool girl just so that this person will like you and that's that's the most uncoolest thing i've ever heard um and i just think it's um actually if you play just for yourself and you know you you know the way i see it is like it's a game of tennis i reach out you reach back you reach you know that two people are doing that you know it's a game of tennis as opposed to um playing these roles and the only way to see that if somebody is going to be playing back with you um is to is is to not play those games and you see if you play games as well and you act like you have no needs that's wonderful for a dismissive avoidant who doesn't want you to have any needs um doesn't want to meet your needs so they might say oh my god you're so cool and you know i feel no pressure around you um <laughs> and that's 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 great you know you get their validation for a period of time but then you are somebody who will because you're human you'll have needs sometimes and all the time but you're just not expressing them at the start you're playing the game and all of a sudden you 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 know you're with this person a certain amount of time you need that emotional support from them at certain times because that's human and that's what healthy relationships are and all of a sudden they've disappeared um and you'll be like where how did that happen and if you trace it back you'll say you'll be able to see that you you are with a partner who who doesn't have the ability to to be 
have emotional intimacy um, and it can really take a hit to your self-esteem. Um, so I'm going to finish on that note. Um, I'm sure I'm going to upload different different um, podcasts on attachment and I'll talk a little bit more about anxious um, and different ones, fearful avoidant as well um, and what kind of partners would be better for you and how to tell when somebody wouldn't be a good good partner but just know that um, if you're hurting over somebody like this at the moment or have been it's so easy to internalize and think it's because you weren't good enough but actually many women and many people have had this same experience with this same person over and over and over again this is not personal it's not about you and um, it's very likely that they'll keep repeating this pattern with every single other person they date Um, and even if they went on to marry these people um, levels of intimacy are you know never change they don't change unless they choose to consciously and actively change which um, apparently they it's not a, a one of the attachment styles that change often okay well have a great day i'll talk to you soon